Hello, I am Kelvin Garvan. Welcome back to Food Sector Systems, the podcast to discuss food, the food supply chain, and ways to ensure the integrity of food from seeds to scraps. We all agree that food is essential to life. Food is not only nourishment, it is also medicine. Without optimal food, an individual cannot develop their mind and body to the highest level of their capacity. Food is an important part of lifestyle. Poor eating habits, lack of sleep, lack of physical activity, and chronic stress can lead to chronic diseases like obesity, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, and heart disease. Consider a brand new automobile or truck that has an owner's manual. The owner's manual states in detail the types of tires, grade of motor oil, and gasoline to use for peak performance. The manual explains what indicator lights will flash if there's a problem in an operating system. Your brakes, your airbag. Taking ownership of your body is the most important lease you will have in life because you cannot trade it in. In fact, the terms of your lease can change dramatically, even end abruptly, if you don't maintain your body properly. Are you eating food that provides the optimal benefit for your body? Are you following a healthy lifestyle to complement those foods? Growing up, I did not always like optimal food because no matter what my mother or father did to prepare it, it was not always delicious or tasty to me. I didn't like the earthy flavor of beets or turnips. Brussels sprouts were bitter and cauliflower was bland. I was turned off by the sliminess of okra, even in succotash. That was a stew of corn, peeled tomatoes, and okra. The dish was usually prepared in the big pot and simply seasoned to taste with salt and pepper. There was one cookbook in the house that I remember, but my parents usually cooked to taste because, remember, we didn't have the internet back in the day and couldn't find recipes online. I was always required to eat vegetables because they were good for you. When I was in the first grade, I would give vegetables to our dog when my parents weren't looking. If the dog didn't eat them, I would put them in the back of a pantry in our kitchen dining room. One day, my mother smelled something she didn't like and decided to clean the pantry. She found moldy lima beans, beets, Brussels sprouts, and other veggies I couldn't stomach. I remember getting a very comprehensive ass whipping that transformed me into the youngest vegetarian in my neighborhood. I never threw anything away again. We were a working class family and we could not waste anything. My mother and father spent a lot of time outside the house, sometimes because they worked two jobs. Heating oil was expensive, and without it, you couldn't stay warm during the winter or take a shower during any season. I remember having to boil water to wash my face and turning on the gas stove to heat the apartment when money was tight. My parents always tried to keep staple items in the house. There were items you could make a meal with 
when they weren't home or were home but sleeping because they were too tired to cook. In the refrigerator we had lettuce, tomato, cucumber, celery, relish, ketchup, mustard. On the counter we had a bag of white potatoes, loaf of bread. In the small freezer section above the fridge we had ground beef and frozen chicken parts, frozen corn, spinach, mixed vegetables and peas, all courtesy of the Jolly Green Giant. In the pantry, that same pantry, there was flour to make biscuits, maple syrup for pancakes, peanut butter, pancake mix, cream of wheat, oatmeal, rice, canned tuna fish, pasta, tomato sauce and paste, macaroni elbows, and an array of soups, tomato, chicken and rice, chicken noodle, cream of mushroom, and cream of broccoli. I used to love making chicken with cream of mushroom. Just let those chicken parts thaw out and put that cream of mushroom soup in there and let it bake in it. Those white potatoes, you could always bake them or cut them up and make yourself some french fries. The bread, well, my father, he collected, he saved the ends. And when we had enough, he made a bread pudding. And as always, he would say, Declare, that's some good eating, boy. These were some of the items that enabled us to prepare meals independently. I mean, we could use the big frying pan, that one big black skillet, to make a hamburger and french fries and have lettuce and tomato with those condiments on the side. When my mother or father made me help in the kitchen, I usually did simple things, like break the eggs off string peas, peeled potatoes, or sweet potatoes, used a metal cup to cut biscuits from the rolled dough that was on the counter, making sure that none of the flour would spill on the floor. I stirred pots, of course washed pots, and pans. We talked about whatever was happening in our world. During the holiday seasons, we helped prepare the traditional meals that we loved so much. I always enjoyed running my finger along the mixing bowls used to make pumpkin and sweet potato pie. I loved getting a small piece of the hot cornbread when it came out of the oven. Hot out of the oven was just so good. Food creates tradition and memories. Preparing and cooking meals together is healthy for your mind, body, and spirit. I am Kelvin Garvan. I look forward to sharing with you soon. Be well. Thank you.